yo, yo, it's the 1409 Podcast. I go by the name of KT. And it's your boy, World. Welcome to episode 90. Yeah, yeah. We got another great episode with another great guest. Straight out of Jackson, Mississippi, by way of Houston, Texas, we have Justin Johnson in here. How you doing, sir? Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. So exciting. How, how you living, yeah. man? What's good? With you? What's new with you? Man, everything good, man. Just just taking one day at a time, man. Especially during this this pandemic, and most most definitely staying blessed and just putting some positivity out there, man. For sure, that's oh, right. man. That's what's up. Yeah, that's the way to be, man. All right, we got the. I got one question before we get started with the trivia. Okay. What's one thing the pandemic taught you? Uh, one thing the pandemic taught me is learn. Um, Man, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah. Should have been the question of the day, but well, actually, <laughs> one, thing, one thing it did taught me is um to, to actually um cook more. Because okay. obviously, you know, you know, we can't go. Obviously, it's a lot of restaurants open here in Houston, but for the most part, whatever, especially when you want to be around a lot of people, so learn how to cook more, try some different stuff. That's one of the things that it taught me. For sure. Oh, really? Yeah, because you know restaurants. Got limited capacity, things like that. So, well, not in Texas anymore. It's at one hundred percent now, but you know, you know how that go. Yeah, you still had to get a touch up on your culinary skills prior to getting back to one hundred percent. It went to twenty five to fifty to seventy five, back to one hundred percent capacity. So definitely, definitely culinary skills or something to touch up on in that time. All right, so we got the intro out the way. Let's go and get to these shots. You know what I'm saying? I'm on. I'm on this right here tonight. It's a knife. It's a knife. It's a knife. It's a knife. Oh, man, y'all, y'all going in? Hey man, I'm on a little uh, do say cousin. Do say do say little cousin. Yeah, do say big cousin. Some Chardonnay wine right here. Okay. Okay. What? All right. Let's cheer. Let's cheer. Let's have a cheers to a successful life. Since we talk about life insurance on this episode. Yeah. Let's do it, y'all. Yes, sir. All right. We got the shots out of the way. Let's go get to this trivia. So my trivia question is, it could be for you or for anybody viewing right now. My question is, what city does the University of Mississippi, what city is the University of Mississippi in, I should say? What city in that state is the university? University of Mississippi, that's going to be Ole Miss. Yeah, what city is it in? What city? Oxford, my fault. Oxford. Oh, okay, you in there. You in there. Okay, okay. Correct. Yeah, I guess been on point with the trivia. I'm asking questions that's too easy, I think. I got to get some more hard, some harder questions out here. That wasn't easy. I had to think about that one. <laughs> you got it on the first try, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so what are three things that people may not know about you, Mr. Justin Johnson? Uh, three things that I would say, number one, um, I'm a twin. Um, I'm the oldest by one minute, you know, which, you know, that's that's kind of unique. Also, um, I'm a fan of the underdog. Anytime somebody an underdog in anything that they do, I'm always a big fan of the underdog. And also, I love the dress. Those are the three things that I would say. See you, you know, you as the old people would say, man, you, you're sharp enough to, 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 to cut my hand. If I sh- I'm scared to shake your hand because you're sharp, nah, you know. Nah, I ain't doing it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so we know that you uh you're into life insurance. Wait, did he you say can... three things? Oh, he said one thing. Oh, you said did he say one? Or... I said three, so I'm gonna say them again. Yeah. So, number, one, number one, I'm a twin. Mm-hmm. I'm a twin, I'm the oldest by one minute. Uh, number two, I love the dress, and number three, um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an underdog. Well, I'm actually a fan of the underdog. So anytime somebody an underdog, I'm always a big fan of somebody that's pretty much starting something. Maybe they probably don't know a lot about it. So I'm a big fan of the underdog. All right, you love the dress. Where, where you? Uh, what's your favorite? What's your favorite brand to shop with for the fashion? Tomorrow's for us like suits or just just um well I like um I like a um, not a for suits but I like a money exchange I like a money exchange I like Lacosta those are my two two pretty much um what about Express 
Express got some nice stuff, man. But you know, sometimes Express depends on um it really depends on how the stuff gonna fit. But Express do have some nice stuff though. I have shopped up in there a couple times as well. Yeah. Yeah. Express and Lacosta up there for me. Like those are my top two for sure. Yeah, for sure. I like the to get my express on a little bit. I, I don't really have too much uh Lacosta, but you know, I'm a I guess I have to fill that wardrobe out yeah, as time go along. Old school. So yeah. Yes, sir. All right. So we like like we were saying earlier, we know that you do life insurance, you know, you educate, teach, you know what I'm saying? And how long have you been in the industry? Um, life insurance, I actually been doing life insurance now, probably about a year and some months. So I'm still fairly still fairly new to it for the most part. But for the most part, entrepreneurship, been doing entrepreneurship for probably about six years now. But as far as life insurance, I say about a year and some months. Okay. okay. So it's been a it's been a easy journey with the life insurance, you say? Yeah, man, it, it actually has uh, because really, you know, when it comes down to life insurance, it's a lot of people that don't necessarily understand how it works. And I'm pretty sure y'all experienced that. You know, a lot of people think um, life insurance is for older people, you know, seasoned people and everything like that. But but anybody that has um, somebody that they care about, loved ones, kids and everything like that, we always recommend that you should get life insurance simply because, you know, um, it's going to be able to position your family to be able to have something just in case something happens. Sure. For sure, for sure. Yeah, we go get into all that for sure, for sure. So so what what led to your decision to get into the insurance industry? What was your what was your motivation behind that? Well, actually, um, I used to be a police officer. I was a police officer probably about what probably about five years ago. I was actually in Dallas. Police officer in Dallas. And one of the things that, you know, you know, us being a police officer, we see a lot of stuff. See a lot of stuff. Went to school to be um, you know, majoring in criminal justice. Always wanted to be a police officer, had the opportunity to do it. But one of the things that I did realize is that when I was going to people's households and pretty much handling everybody's issues, a lot of people really didn't have um, an understanding of how um, a lot of stuff worked pertaining to the subject of money. And also when it came down to um, pretty much anything around that. So I wanted to be able to do something that was going to be able to, to help our community, per se, and at the same time be able to build an income with it. So obviously I had um, I actually had some some close friends that was actually doing life insurance, which I, I was kind of familiar with it. But I didn't necessarily know that with life insurance, you know, um, not only can you be able to um, make an impact, but at the same time, you could be able to make um, make a, a nice a nice coin as well. So my two reasons why I got involved with it, number one, to be able to help our people get more educated on it and also be able to um, make a living as well. OK, so. uh I mean, I, I don't know too much about, you know, the state that you're in as far as insurance. Yep. But being that you are qualified to sell life insurance, that, that does that make you qualified to sell all insurance or you just life insurance? Well, you talking about all type of um, life insurance or just you talking about different type of. Just different type of insurance, like insurances. Can you say like, if, could you be a automobile? Could you provide automobile insurance if you wanted to get in that field? With, with your qualifications. Okay. Yeah. So with a life insurance license, you can sell auto, automobile insurance, but also when it comes down to um, any other insurance or whatever, like home insurance, stuff like that, you probably gonna have to get another license. But as far as life insurance, yeah, you can do that. Okay. So, so if you, so auto, if you just so auto insurance, if you use the auto insurance, like salesman or whatever they may be called, would you be able to sell life insurance or you have to get more certifications for that too? Or is it all inclusive if you had uh, auto insurance already? Yeah. Yeah. Cause typically with, with auto insurance and life insurance, both of them pretty much go hand in hand. But for, if you try to get into like, when it comes to mortgages and everything like that, that's going to require another license. Or even if you want to get into like securities, when it comes down to stocks and stuff, you're going to need another license for that. But as far as life insurance, the auto insurance, the life insurance license pretty much will cover that. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. So, what 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 was your biggest fear of starting insurance sales? Um, the biggest thing was just really just getting over that learning curve. You know, the learning curve. Um, 
because typically when you first get involved, when you first get involved into um, life insurance, after you take your test and everything like that, eventually you really want to see how, you know, people are going to pretty much going to be reacting to you. So for the most part, it really wasn't a fear. It was just really just going um, pretty much getting in the basis of just um, understanding, talking to enough people so you can feel com comfortable talking to people. And at the same time, making sure you're delivering the right information to people as well. So once I pretty much got in the field, started talking to people, helping them get an understanding of it, everything pretty much came um, straight forward. All right, so smooth process, smooth sailing. Yeah. So what are the pros and cons of life insurance? Because I think, I, I wish my big bro was in here because we actually went through some courses and I learned a lot. I know a lot, a little bit about the pros, but we coming from somebody that's in the field. Can you dig into mostly I want to focus on the pros, because like you said, the black community don't realize, you know, a lot of what life insurance can do. So mainly want to hark on the pros of, you know, what I'm saying establishing life insurance and not just on someone like you said earlier that is elderly but just family members getting them life insurance and talk a little bit about the cons. The cons, okay. So the pros with, with getting, with being, in, with being a, having a life insurance license, being able to um, sell it, is that number one, um, you know, especially us being men, and we, you know, we always keeping our options open. You can be able to make a lot of money. You can make a lot of money with life insurance. Because typically with life insurance, they pay you a cash advance. So what that means is typically when you put a policy in, you're able to get paid um, a big commission and you're able to get paid immediately. So you get paid daily. So that, that would be one of the pros. Um, also, in this day and in, in this day and time, you know, typically when we think of life insurance, most people think of an older man probably showing up at your grandmother's house and kind of like, you know, getting the information about the policy. But everything is done right now online. Like, as you see, me and me, y'all, we, we right here on Zoom. We're not on Zoom, but we're right here on a video conference. Where you're able to talk to a client and you can put a policy in place so you can pretty much do it anywhere from your phone you can pretty much do it anywhere from your phone and also um i, I was um the next thing i would say as far as a pro is that um you can actually um, be able to um you can get paid daily you can do it pretty much every single day and at the same time you can be able to help people so another thing, when you um when you put a policy in place, which you educate a family, not only are you feeling good about this, but at the same time, you know, you're putting that family in a, um, a position just in case something happened that you are able to sleep good at night. So knowing that you're able to, to, to help people, especially when it comes down to life insurance and helping their family, that's a good place to be in. Now, as far as a con, I would say when it comes down to getting the license, they are real like um, strict when it comes down to felonies, especially if you have a background. So, uh, so when you particularly like kind of get ready to apply for your license, and it's just a multiple choice test. So typically, um, they don't necessarily want nobody that have a felony pertaining to um, money, anything dealing with um, theft or anything like that. It's probably going to be hard for you to particularly get a license. And also, um, I would say the learning curve, because once you actually get your license, it still can be sometimes can be kind of challenging to be able to make income because maybe you probably don't know how to talk to people or maybe you probably a shy person. So right. getting over that fear of, of talking to people and not necessarily trying to sell them, but focus more on education. So for some people, the learning curve can be, um, it can be kind of longer and some people it can be kind of faster. Just really um, depends on what type of person you are. Okay. Okay. So you, you, uh, you gave some good information. You know what I'm saying? Talking as far as being the insurer or the agent, but dig a little bit into the pros and cons for people who don't have life insurance. What are some of the things they can expect out of their life insurance policies? Touch a little bit how they can use them. You know what I'm saying? And the cons of having a life insurance policy. Okay, great. So um, so they have two types of life insurance policies. They have uh, cash value life insurance and they have term. Now, cash value life insurance is the oldest type of life insurance typically that you can ever buy. This typically the life insurance that if you was to ask your grandmother, hey, grandma, what type of life insurance should I get? She's probably going to tell you get some cash value life insurance, mainly because it's been around a long time. 
Now, one thing about cash value, it can be called a lot of different things. Whole life insurance, universal mm -hmm. life. But we always say that typically um, the more fancier the name, typically the more the more expensive it's going to cost. So most of the time with, with whole life insurance, you get a death benefit and you also going to get a savings account, which a lot of people go with that policy because they're able to pull money from it. But also it has some disadvantages and it has some advantages. Well, it really just depends on what type of goals you have. The next type of insurance is going to be like term insurance. Term insurance is really just straight type of life insurance. It just it allows you to be able to get more coverage for um, a little amount of money. So a lot of people go with that particular policy strictly because um, maybe they probably on a budget or maybe they probably don't want to spend a lot of money. But at the same time, they want to be able to uh, protect their family. But, but it really just depends on what your goals are. Um, the average person that's typically fairly young, I say probably about 25 to maybe probably about 55, I would, I would just recommend they should get just a term policy. Um, typically, when you get a term policy, you're able to, to get it at a, um, a lower premium. And at the same time, you're able to get a lot of coverage. So typically with that particular policy, you're able to get more coverage and the best bang for your buck. And if somebody's older, you know, maybe they probably will consider getting a whole life insurance policy, mainly because they're a little bit older. Okay. But as far as, um, you go ahead. No, you got it. You, it's yourself. Okay. <laughs> but but, but that, hopefully that answers your question, though. Oh, indeed. So do you feel like insurance is a scam, like in any way, form or fashion? Now, I have um, heard, I have uh, talked to a couple of clients where they have said that, you know, maybe they probably thought insurance was a scam but insurance is definitely not a scam it's just like any other thing if you buy a brand new iphone and you paid a lot of money for it i mean you're going to want to put some type of insurance on you don't want to put some type especially if you paid a lot of money for it but it's definitely not a scam but like i said you know typically you know when you're talking to somebody that maybe they probably don't have kids or probably don't have a wife or don't have a family they probably wouldn't see the value in life insurance right now, mainly because they're younger and maybe they probably don't really have a family right now. But if you're talking to a client that's typically going to have a family, maybe they have some cousins, some nieces that they care about, those particular people are going to see the value in life insurance. But as far as life insurance being a scam, it's definitely not a scam. It's really, it's really just put in place just in case something happens. Because, you know, we're living in a day and age now where people are dying at a younger age. So, and typically, you know, if you have kids, if something happened to you prematurely, well, if you don't have a life insurance policy in place, or if you don't have a significant amount of money saved up, you could put your family in a hole. So, that, and that's one of the things that we try to relate to our clients, really just to paint your picture for them, just in case something happened, that you want to be able to put your family in a better situation really about taking out a life insurance policy just in case something happens. Oh, really? Good. So uh, th this is a question. Uh, I know a little bit about how life insurance works. So can you, are you able to sell like annuity accounts? And what are the benefits of starting an annuity account versus a life insurance, having life insurance? And that's a great question. So that to actually sell an annuity account, you're going to have to have a securities license. That's actually what I'm actually working on. I should have my security license probably within the next six months. Mm -hmm. But annuities are big, you know, um, especially when it comes down to life insurance. We always recommend, like typically, since I don't have a um, security license at the moment, but I always recommend my clients. Once we put in a policy for them, we always recommend that they invest some money into the investment. Uh, mainly because because really the life insurance is really just to um, protect you just in case something happens. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, for younger years, maybe you probably got a business right now, or maybe you're trying to build your business up. But right now, maybe you probably don't have the capital right now. So if something happened, your family will get paid a life insurance policy so they don't have necessarily have to start over at zero. But meanwhile, you put money every single month into an investment. And then as their investment get bigger and bigger and bigger, later on down the line, you may want to roll that over into exactly what you just said, which is an annuity. So that's really what we always advise our clients to do is to get a life insurance policy while you don't necessarily have um, a lot of money maybe saved up right now. 
And then at the same time, you want to save some money and put it put it up in an investment that's going to grow. So you'll be able to have some money later on down the line for your retirement. Thanks. He dropping, he dropping the knowledge on the life insurance. If you in here, drop a one in the comments. If you still in here watching, if you watching live right now, drop a one in the comments so we we'll know you in here. You know we know you fucking with fourteen oh nine podcast. Yeah, yeah. With this life insurance, and you rocking with Justin Johnson. Big big shout out to T Coop T Coop in the comments saying he working on his securities license as well, looking to secure them in the next three months. That's what's oh. up, man. Already, but before we go a little further, we're gonna get into our little sponsorship. You know what I'm saying? We got Spa Danny in here. You know what I'm saying? Get ten dollars off any ninety minute service with Spa Danny. Any any ninety minute service that she offers on the Spa Danny Experience.com. If you're in the Florence, South Carolina area, surrounding areas, make sure you tap in with that online. Get that fourteen oh nine code in there, and you'll see the ten dollars come off the ninety minute service. If you don't get a 90-minute service, make sure you check out the other services as well. That's 1001 West Evans Street, Florence, South Carolina, 29501, Suite 203. Yes, and she does have a mobile service. She will come out to you if you can't get to her for a small additional fee. But make sure y'all are tapping in for the Spa Danny experience. It's an experience you don't want to miss. Valentine's Day right around the corner. Actually, our promo ends on Valentine's Day, so make sure y'all go ahead and book those appointments while you still got time. Mm-hmm, for sure. So what are some of the myths you most commonly hear about uh, insurance of this type, like life insurance? Yeah, I would say um, number one myth is um, life insurance costs a lot of money. Mm. Typically, you know, when we uh, when we talk to clients, the reason why they're kind of hesitant to get life insurance, because not only do they don't have an education on it, but they, they think it costs a lot of money. And believe it or not, a lot of people in our community think life insurance, but they look at life insurance as a bill. So we, we really want to really want to change that narrative. Um, that that would be one myth. Um, the other myth is that you need life insurance for your whole entire life, because as we as we stated you know, it's called life insurance. So most people think, and, and we, we was taught by typically our grandmothers, you know, which they tell you, you know, get some life insurance and and typically it's for your whole life. But if you set it up the right way, then you wouldn't necessarily need life insurance for your whole life. You'll get to the point where you'll be self-insured where you really don't need it. And um, and we always say, um, and I say the next myth is that um, insurance is for older people. So, so typically, you know, when you talk to somebody that's younger, maybe they probably like, well, I don't necessarily need life insurance right now because, you know, I'm young. And But actually, when you get life insurance at a younger age, it can be very inexpensive, very inexpensive for you. That's actually the best time to get it because maybe, maybe later on you, you try to get life insurance later on down the line and you probably have some pre-existing illnesses. I know in our community, uh, high blood pressure, di- diabetes, it runs rapid. And any life insurance company right now, if you have diabetes, it's going to be about a 50 50 chance that they might cover you. So what we always say that why you healthy and everything right now, put something in place, put something in place, uh, find a quote, get something that's reasonable within your budget. And some coverage is better than no coverage. So that, that's basically um, how I would answer that. Like that, like that. So. I know you went over some of the benefits already. Can you go over a little? Can you go a little deeper into the benefits? We're gonna let you take the driver's seat on this one and get all the way into the benefits of life insurance. Well, I would say the four benefits. Well, There's four reasons why I would say why the wealthy buy life insurance. Number one is for um, to build an estate, meaning to to build an inheritance. Because as we already know that you know, typically people pass away every single day. Lord forbid we don't want that to happen, but it's just something that's a part of life. So obviously, if something did happen, you know, if you have kids and you have a family, you don't necessarily want your loved ones to start or start over at zero. And believe it or not, you know, a lot of these life insurance policies are tax free. So what that means is, if you have kids, you have a family, then if something happened to you. Your kids don't have to start off at zero. They're able to start off with a, a lump sum of money that they can be able to do something with, be able to start a business or maybe fund their dreams. Um, number two is for income replacement. 
you know, typically, you know, if you if you're any, any of you guys married or anything like that, you the sole provider in the household. If you're talking to a couple that's making one hundred thousand dollars a year and that particular husband or, or a wife pass away, that's making that income. Well, that particular family, they're going to have to change some stuff in their household because that hundred thousand dollars not coming in anymore. But if they had a life insurance policy, that income get replaced just like that. So that's another thing that when we talk to our clients, we don't necessarily try to focus on selling them on life insurance. We try to focus on giving them the value of actually getting it because if something did happen, you know, like I tell people in order for you to live the same lifestyle you're living right now, then that particular person income has to get replaced. Mm. And the best way to replace it is through life insurance. Well, a lot of people look at life insurance as um, maybe some type of, uh, a death penalty or something like that, but we're trying to change that narrative. And I would say uh, number three is for debt and obligations. So if a family has student loans, maybe have a mortgage they want to pay off. Well, if you have three, four, five hundred thousand dollars in life insurance, well, if something happened to that significant other, that um, that particular person is able to pay off these obligations. They have to pay off those student loans, pay off their house. But they don't necessarily have to worry about why they're grieving over the death. They don't necessarily have to worry about a lot of this stuff. So, and, and as my gentleman stated right here, you know, basically you basically you basically renting the money until you actually get in the money. And last but not least, the benefit is the funeral. So the funeral, that's why I put the funeral at the last, the last one, because typically funeral is going to cost you 15 to 20,000. But the, the, the major the three reasons why you get life insurance is the three reasons that I stated above in the funeral is that's pretty much going to be the last that's the reason why you get life insurance. Uh, yeah, funeral. Yeah, a lot that's a lot what a lot of people know it for is like when someone dies and things, but I know there's more benefits to it than that. And that's that's why we wanted to bring this episode to the people so they could know that there's more benefits to it than just when you die. So you definitely, you definitely uh, providing that knowledge to the audience out here. Yeah, so. I, I was, I was having technical difficulties, so I don't know if you did. But one thing that I did wanted you to do uh, for all the listeners out there is really give the definition of life insurance. You know what I'm saying, so they can understand and kind of break it down so people can understand. Okay, really, really, life insurance is basically, um, it's, it's basically. You're basically you're basically renting money just in case something happened. It, it really based up on risk, you know. Now, Lord forbid, you know, especially in our community, we don't like talking about death. We don't like talking about. We, we stay away from that particular topic. But but life insurance. I mean, but when we're talking about death, death is a part of life. So, but when it, when it pertaining to life insurance, life insurance is basically. You're paying a monthly premium every single month, really for a risk of, of just in case something happened, I want to put my family in a better financial situation. And that's basically what it is. It's basically the word risk. That's basically what it is. So you're basically paying money every single month to be able to uh, suffocate that particular risk just in case something happens. All right. All right. So, uh, what is your favorite part about uh, being an educator of, of life insurance, teaching and selling life insurance? What's your favorite part about that? Uh, my favorite part is being realistic with people, being realistic with, with, with the clients that we actually speak with. Because when we can talk about life insurance a lot, and believe it or not, when people first hear about it, sometimes it can be kind of confusing. It can be kind of confusing, especially the terminology. But I try to be, I try to be realistic with people, and I try to give them real-life situations. So I'll give an example of that. So if I'm talking to a client and they have some kids and they have a wife, so I basically will ask them, okay, so uh, right now, if something happened to your particular wife right now, she make about, what, $50,000 a year, something happened to her right now, what are you actually going to, what are you actually going to do? And when you come at people like that, most of the time, people never thought about it. They never thought about it. So they like, well, um, maybe the mom going to help me out. Well, maybe her mom's going to help me with the kids or whatever like that. And then I basically tell them, well, 
how much money are your mom making right now? My mom is retired. She's making about $3,000 a month. Well, if your mom is making about $3,000 a month, and now she has to help with three kids. What do you think, what type of strain you think that's going to put up on your mom? And then kind of get them thinking like, okay, now I see where he's coming from. I never thought about it like that. And now they start to see the value of getting life insurance. So typically I try to give people real life situations and kind of give them something to think about. Maybe they never thought about it before. And it kind of helped them to be able to get over the hump, get over the hump versus actually trying to trying to sell them on life insurance. Just putting them in a situation, helping them understand that this is why you need life insurance, because if something happened right now, you're going to need somebody to take care of these three kids. So but if you get life insurance, yeah, you're going to be grieving a loved one passed away. But at the same time, these kids don't necessarily have to start off at zero. They can start off with a significant amount of money where they can be able to do what they really want to do. And this is the reason why you should take out this policy. So that, that's the main thing that I get from it, giving people real life situations. All right. So people can people can take loans out on their policy or like borrow against their policy or anything like of that now, nature? Now that's a good question. Now that boils down to the cash value life insurance. Now people can borrow money from a cash value life insurance. But what I always tell people that when you're considering doing that, you want to make sure you understand what's really going on. Because if you say if you get a policy that's a hundred thousand dollar death benefit, cash value life insurance policy, and it has um, a savings account that's attached to it, which is a cash value. Now you're not going to be able to borrow money soon when you put that policy in place. It's going to take probably about four to five years for you to be able to start pulling money from that. Now another thing, when you pull money from that particular policy. Um, they're going to charge you six to eight percent when you pulling money, money from that. So what that means is the money that you pull from it. Most of the time when you pull from it, it's designed for you to pay it back. Most people don't pay it back. So if they if you don't pay that money back, what's going to happen is they're going to take it out of your death benefit. So you started off with a hundred thousand dollar death benefit. You pulled out ten thousand. So now it's at ninety thousand. Maybe you wanted to buy a house later on down the line and you pulled out another 20,000. Well, now it went from 90 to 70. If you pull out too much money, they're going to cancel the whole policy. Because the only thing about a cash value life insurance policy, which the only thing about it, you will never get your savings account and the death benefit at the same time. The only way you can get both of them, you have to live to 100 years of age. So what that means is, you're paying your premium every single month. You have a $100,000 death benefit, and maybe you have probably about $65,000 in cash value. So if you say, well, I want to pull out that cash value to be able to buy something, where that $100,000, you're basically going to surrender that. You're not going to have a policy no more. So they will never give you both of them. Only way they give you both of them unless you live to 100. So that's why we always try to, we always try to educate people on that because typically, when somebody, um, when somebody tell you about the whole life insurance policy, yeah, you can pull money from it, but it's really designed for you to pay it back, which most people don't pay it back. And if you don't pay it back, you actually just shorten your death benefit because it's a lot of people. A lot of people have been in that particular situation where they pull money um, from it. And when somebody passed away, they probably thought they had $20,000 and the life insurance company gave them a $2,000 check. And you're like, where the rest of my money is? Well, you never paid it. You never, never paid the money back that you borrowed because it's really not intended for you to actually borrow from. It's intended for you to borrow and pay back, not borrow and not pay back. That, that, that's just something that I want to put out there. Oh, really? Thanks. So uh, can you talk about, uh, well, firstly, is there a, a limit of policies you can take out on uh, insuree, somebody you're insuring? If I had my mom, you know, say if my brother took out a policy, can I take out a policy? Is it a number, a set number of policies that can be set on? Yeah, so I got, so I think you had broke up, but I got the gist of your question. So you can take out as many policies as you want. Um, that's the good thing about it. Um, the only thing that, and different insurance companies um, have different rules and everything like that. But I know that one thing that you can't do 
you can't just put insurance on everybody. They have to be some type of um, they have to be a vested interest in that particular person. So what I mean by that is that if you have if you say if you're talking to um, say if you're talking to uh, say if you want to put an insurance policy on your niece. Now, some insurance companies won't allow you to put it, put the insurance policy on your particular niece. They probably want to know if the lease, if the, if the niece is going to be staying with you. If she's not staying with you, maybe they probably won't allow you to do it because they don't they don't necessarily want you to put insurance policies on any type of everybody. And then if something you know, really just designed to be able to to make money off of the insurance company. But each insurance company are different. Everybody has different rules. But for the most part, as far as your mom putting an insurance policy on you, you put an insurance policy on your mom or your dad, you can do that all day long. But when it comes down to putting insurance policies on your cousins and, and everything like that, it's going to get a little bit tricky. But to answer your question, you can do as many insurance policies as you want. I mean, like I said, you know, um, it's a couple of people. We always suggest that, you know, it's a lot of our clients that we talk to. They have multiple policies. They have multiple policies. Um, they just real responsible when it comes down to their family and they want to put multiple policies out there. So you are you are able to do that. For sure. So is there any travel involved with your line of work? Or um it's not necessarily no travel, especially what's going on right now with this pandemic. Uh we do everything online. We do everything just like this. Uh we typically uh I get up on the Zoom and uh, I know right now um a couple of my business partners, we actually going to Tulum in May. So that's like a business trip. But for the most part, you don't necessarily have to travel. I mean, everything, because considering back in the day when people heard of life insurance, that was somebody going by somebody's house and maybe signing some paperwork. But everything is based on Zoom now. If I needed to get you to sign a document, I could just send you the document over your email. You sign it. You send it back to me. And but everything is, is digitally. I mean, a digital and you don't necessarily have to um, pretty much leave your home. You can pretty much um, have a life insurance. And some people work into offices as well. But for the most part, you don't necessarily have to do a lot of traveling at all. Good to know. Good to know. So is the, there were like any like conferences for people like in your agency where you sell insurance? There were like any conferences, anything where you had, where you had travel or you, there was actually travel for y'all to network, anything like that? Yeah, I know with our particular agency, we do have um, we have a, we have a big conference that we do every year, and it's primarily um, with a lot of African Americans and also Hispanics as well. But for the most part, we do have those conferences where you're allowed to maybe go to a different area, maybe a Florida, or you can go to California. You can learn more about your business and everything like that. But we, we do offer that as well. But um, as far as you actually building your business, as long as you have the internet, as long as you have a smartphone. You can pretty much do it anywhere. All right, already. So you have you have any other advice you'd like to share with the audience or the listeners out there that listen to any pre-recorded versions of this episode? Yeah, what I would say is that uh, definitely um, when it comes down to life insurance, you know, life insurance is simple. Life insurance is real simple. Um, definitely, um, any agent that you get with, basically just find something within your budget. You know, maybe you're probably in a position right now where maybe you're doing good financially or you may maybe not doing good financially, but you definitely always want to put something in place. And right now, I know right now we're looking for new agents. So maybe you probably maybe want to make some additional income. We need more people in our community that want to get licensed. that want to be, be able to go out there and build a part-time income and also have the possibility of making six figures or higher as well. Um, we do trainings. We do everything online. So definitely, if that's something that you want to know more about, um, I'm Justin Success J on um, on Instagram. Feel free to send me a DM. I love to give you all the information that you'll need and show you how you can be able to use this to be able to um, make additional income for your family. All righty. So, so uh, what else do you have planned for it? You planning for in the near future? You want to talk about it a little bit? Uh, you talking about as far as like uh, life insurance or just anything? In general? Anything. Anything, life insurance, whatever you want to talk about. Well, I would say, man, just, just doing a lot more traveling, a lot more traveling. Um, I don't know if I stated because I used to be, um, I was a, a contractor, contractor. And me and my wife, we got a chance to travel to a lot of different countries. So that's something that we love doing. But by this pandemic going on, 
it kind of slowed up everything. I actually just got my um, passport renewed. So looking forward to, to travel a lot more and everything like that. And also um, looking forward to be able to meet more people. You know, we love networking. We love meeting new people. And we just love you know being able to pay it forward in our community you know so so as far as that travel and just having a good time bro um smiling and being happy you know yeah for sure oh, oh really so how important is networking to you oh networking is big man network that's one of the reasons why i moved to houston uh one of the reasons why i moved to houston outside of uh seeing my brother every single day it's um getting out here, man. Houston um is full of people that um is entrepreneurs, people that actually want to learn, people that's eager to learn. So um, me and my wife, you know, we want to be a part of that that particular environment. So that's one of the reasons why we moved out here. But networking is key, especially when you're in a business like ours. It's built off of referrals. It's also um because with this particular business that we 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 involved in, you don't necessarily need a lot of money, but you do need people. You know, people is the real asset. So really, um, you know, and people can they can lead you to other people. You can learn from other people. So the overall concept is meeting people, getting to know people and um, putting value out there and really just just building something big. So uh, so networking is real key. And um, I'm definitely a big component of that. For sure, man. Uh, as far as your networking go, do you talk to like or network with other agencies or other agents in life insurance or do you uh just reach out to different entrepreneurs and try to educate them well yeah well, yeah because i know my wife and i um actually this was before the pandemic we asked are you familiar with meetup the meetup.com no i never i never heard of that one um so meetup is a great it's a great spot it's a great like a little platform that it allows you to be able to have a meetup group like you can create a group of people with similar interests like you a lot of people get on meetup because they're trying to network yeah. but basically we had created a meetup group we grew to like three thousand people mm -hmm. basically like um i went to a winery went to a winery and i was i think the winery had just opened up and basically the gentleman he was trying to get some traffic into his um you know particular um establishment he told we could do meetup. We could do meetup groups there, and it grew to like almost like two or three thousand people. And basically, people used to come there. We used to host networking events. People used to come. We put the little name tags on people, and it was a great way for us to be able to meet new people and also people to go out there and grow their business and everything like that. So we, we really enjoyed that um, that pretty much experience. But that was on meetup.com. So um, so that was basically that. You uh, savvy with a uh, clubhouse. Oh yeah, um, Clubhouse. Actually, I got on Clubhouse, and Clubhouse, man, it it, it is pretty. It's pretty cool, man, because you get a chance to you get a chance to learn from people who where you are, and at the same time, you get a chance to network with a lot of people as well. So I, I actually like Clubhouse. I like Clubhouse, um, but it just really, but definitely, I, I would just say if when I get on Clubhouse, I try to have, I try to be. Um, Cause it do be a lot going on, be a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, <laughs> be a lot going on. So I try to be strategic on what I'm actually trying to accomplish. Cause sometimes, man, you can you could be on Clubhouse. You say I'm gonna get on here 20 minutes, man. You end up on here five hours. You like, man, I need to go get me something to eat. Something. It do be a lot going on. But, but as far as the app, it is a good app. It's a good app. It's a great way to network and be able to meet people local in the city. Sure. Outside the city too, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how we met, bro. We, we kind of yeah, met. It is. Yeah, man. So yeah, clubhouse off the chain. I, I actually like it, man. So. Mm -hmm. So, uh, how many times have you been a guest on a podcast? Um, actually, it's my second time, man. I, I actually been. I was on a podcast where they was talking about relationships. You know, me and my wife, we actually big when it comes down. We, well, I've been married eleven years now. And, you know, I got married young at, at 24. And, you know, obviously I'm a big component of, you know, especially when you find the right person and everything like that. But definitely, yeah, I've been on that podcast and we kind of we was talking about relationships and um, the, the, the male perspective and the female perspective. You know, anytime you have a dialogue like that, that's something that a lot of people want to know more about, especially when it comes down to the women and even some guys as well. So. So yeah, so I have been on that podcast, but that outside of that one and this one is pretty much the only only two. All right, so 
What's your favorite episode of fourteen oh nine podcast? Actually, man, um, I saw the one that you actually sent me with um with uh, with, with Will mm-hmm. about, about the credit man, and um, and actually, I, I actually been following Will. I know he was he was doing some big stuff, you know, with the credit. You know, all of it go hand in hand, especially when it comes down to business. And like I said, I, I really enjoyed the conversation y'all had with him as well, man. So um, so definitely, man, big ups to y'all because. Y'all, y'all, y'all asking them questions, man. Get, get straight down to it. And we, we definitely appreciate that, man. Y'all, y'all catch, catch your brothers off guard, man. But, <laughs> but, for, but for the most part, man, I'm loving the energy, man. I can tell y'all some good people, man. And um, yeah, we definitely appreciate that. And most importantly, putting that value out there, man, because a lot of our people really, really need it. Yeah. That's the number of facts. Straight up, man. Oh, you waiting on me next? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You, you said your favorite episode of, of 1409 was Will Roundtree? It was Will Roundtree. Will Roundtree. All right, so anybody anybody in the future you want to see us have on the show? Um, I would say... Uh... I probably say, uh, well, this this kind of this kind of ambitious, but like I said, man, y'all, anything can happen. Yeah, uh, I would Any, say anything uh, will happen. Most definitely, though, bro. Um, I would say uh, Grant Cardone. Grant Cardone. We're gonna try our best. But check this out, though. I was actually on Clubhouse, and I I saw Grant. I got up in one of his groups. And it was a guy, I don't know if y'all, it's another guy to do a podcast too. He actually got Grant Cardone to come on his podcast and they actually just did it. They just did it. And um, all he did is ask them. He just asked them, hey, we have a podcast. He's like, yeah. So I know it can happen. It just, especially if y'all on Clubhouse and everything like that. But I think that'll be, that'll be big, man, and everything like that. I mean, obviously, a lot of people know Grant. He do some phenomenal things and um and outside of Grant, there's some other people out here that's doing some phenomenal things as well. So, but definitely, um, definitely, um, I, I know y'all can make that happen, especially if you're on Clubhouse, because we all can communicate with one another, though. Already. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, anything possible out here, I promise you. Uh, you got a question today, ready, Mr. Gualami's World? Yeah, man, you know, I stay with the question of the today, ready, and the question of today is name something that happens in the US on the regular that most in most countries they will find strange or bizarre. You said name something that happens in this country on the regular? Yeah, name something that happens in the US on the regular, but other countries will find it strange and bizarre. Um, I would say the divorce rate. That's a good one. Definitely a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all know here in the States, man, we 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 be married one month and then we get a divorce the next month, man. And and yeah, I, engaged the next month after that. <laughs> Back engaged after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. be disengaged. Yeah, this is crazy. I'm trying to think of something that people might find weird for the US. The consumption of pork. I'm gonna say that one. Consumption yeah. of pork. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm proud to say I don't consume that. So. <laughs> nah, it, it, but you don't. But it still happens in the U.S. Though people eat pork. You know what I'm saying? Every day. Well, I would say another one. Uh, the amount of time we spend watching TV. Yes. Mm. They say the average American. Like seven hours a day watching TV. Now, ain't no wrong watching TV because we understand some people watch TV, but it just compared to other countries, they don't necessarily you know watch TV that. I mean, a lot of them probably don't even have TVs, but for the most part, a lot of them don't watch TVs like that. Yeah, so I would say fast food. I see uh, T Coop said seafood, but I'm going fast food. I say the US people, them like, be like, what the fuck? Like, if they see how much. Fast food we consume out here. How many fast food chains we have here? There are other countries as well, but there's even more that are only in the U.S. So that that's what mine would be. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree too, though. Mm-hmm. But a lot of countries do try to become westernized, though. 
Yeah, you're right. You're right, man. Because everybody trying to get to the United States because yeah. they understand that the United States is a capitalistic. They know that you can come in the United States with zero dollars, and somebody with focus and determination can leave here a millionaire. The United States is probably the only country that you really can you really can do that, regardless of outside of the racism and all the little stuff that's going on. But it it is a lot of opportunity. Um, I was about to say something, but I'll leave that for another episode. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. No, that just that statement is just like how easier it is for you know what I'm saying, other, you know what I'm saying, other nationalities or people that come in to to get like grants and stuff to help them, yep. you know what I'm saying, propel them on their American dream versus how hard it is for our community to get propelled on our American dream. You know what I'm saying? That that's crazy to me. But you're right. That's a whole different topic right there. Yeah. <laughs> a whole different topic. But I, I, I definitely like talking about that as well. Are, are y'all familiar with Dr. Claude Anderson? Oh, man. Hey. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know Garland. Oh, man. He, he mentioned that on quite a few episodes. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Yeah, man. Pyronomics. You know, all day long. All day long. The, the shit that, you know what I'm saying? Hey. The stuff they don't tell you. You yeah. know, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> show man oh really all right we got Chris out that way let's go to that this or that Trying to think of two suit designs. You said Armani Exchange. I'm trying to think of something else. Uh, you like your you like your suit slim or extra slim? Yeah, slim or extra slim. No, I, I don't necessarily like it extra extra slim, but extra I, I like it. I like it slim. It, it, you know how when you try one on, man, and you gotta and you gotta see how it feel. But for the most part, because you know Dion said the best. Dion said, you know. When you when you when you feel when you look good you feel good when you feel good you play good so I kind of I kind of live by that model though man so. <laughs> for sure for sure I'm feeling that uh, let's see let's see okay we we can go since we since we uh, you talked a little bit about your fashion we can keep it there uh, are you Oxfords or loafers I probably say I probably say loafers loafers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What about you, the loafers. Loafers. The, loafers. the loafers. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say I don't know though, man. So, some oxers. It well, it depends on the type of suit you wear. You could pull off some yeah. nice oxford, but I I would say I'm mostly a loafers type of guy too. Loafers. Okay. Yeah. What's up, man? Let's see. Coffee or tea? Definitely tea. I. I I don't even think I never. I maybe had coffee maybe one time, maybe. Coffee for me, man. <laughs> if it's hot, I'm going with coffee. If it's cold, I'm going with the tea. Yeah, I don't. I don't like cold coffee either. That is disgusting. I done had cold brew from Starbucks, but it's all right. But you know, you know what I'm saying? I want my coffee hot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I want it dark. I want that dark roast. Oh, Man, listen, I'm gonna tell you, I stumbled upon I didn't, you know, like the creamers you can get. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know they made like a mm-hmm. mocha creamer. Mocha, okay. yeah, they make a mocha creamer. Yeah. Yo, I was using this mocha creamer and I had a hazelnut blend, like a hazelnut roast. Pretty good, huh? Yeah, that's the one right there. The hazelnut, hazelnut roast with the uh. Yeah, mocha, mocha creamer is. Yeah, I typically do hot chocolate. I'm a big fan of hot chocolate, though. Yeah, I enjoy some hot chocolate. Yeah, it, my hot chocolate got to be made with milk. With I don't milk. like the hot chocolate made with water. <laughs> yeah, but milk, milk do give it a better, yeah. a better flavor though. Milk does though. I don't make milk though. I don't want that. Yeah, you're right, man. Because that that um that regular milk messed up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> cow milk made for baby cows. I don't drink, I don't drink that stuff. <laughs> All right, life insurance or car insurance? 
Well, you you well you well in Texas you need car insurance because if they pull if, you if, over. If you didn't need it. If you didn't need it. If you didn't need it. Um I definitely would say I would I would say life insurance. And I'm not saying it because I sell it, but the reason why I'm saying that is because car insurance, you're only gonna get you're only gonna get an amount of money that's gonna be able to it's not going to necessarily help. I guess it depends on where your mindset at, um, because life insurance is going to be able to help your family long term. Car insurance will just be enough for you to be able to pay for. We can pay for medical medical stuff too, but I guess it depends on how you're looking at it, though. Mm-hmm. All right, I think I'm about out of this today. You got unless y'all got any more. Uh, Mr. 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 Justin, you got some for us? I think I'm. I'm trying to think of another one, but you. you... No, I, I can't necessarily think of none right now. I, I would just, I definitely hope that I um put some value out there, um yeah. regarding life insurance. Hope everybody have a better a better understanding of it, and just understand that you know um, nothing wrong with actually um, getting a quote, putting something in place, because like I said, you know uh, it's a lot going on, and just so you know. Anybody that gets COVID-19 um, right now, no life insurance company is particularly going to um, insure you. And so what they do is they give you, um, I just want to put that out there. So if somebody has COVID-19 and you actually went to a hospital where they actually put it on your medical report that you had COVID-19, you typically going to have to wait six months before you actually get, um, before a life insurance company will consider giving you coverage. This is not my particular life insurance company, but it's all companies. So that's basically how they operate. So they kind of treat COVID-19 like it's the cooties. HIV or something like that. So mm-hmm. that's why we always you know, recommend at least at least get something, put something in place, get a quote done, find something within your budget because this coronavirus you know, is spreading like crazy. So um, that's, I just wanted to put that out there though. So all right, so traveling or no traveling? Oh, traveling all day, no. <laughs> man, catch some flights, man. Uh, you know, do what you gotta do. Travel the world. Uh, yeah, travel, traveling is definitely where it's at. All right, say less. I don't have no more. So, go ahead and plug in anything you have going on, Mr. Johnson, Justin Johnson. Go ahead and plug it in one more time before we close it out. Again, yeah, again, I'm Justin Johnson, um, Justin Success J on Instagram. Feel free to follow me. Definitely, if you want to know more about life insurance, getting a quote, or possibly making some additional income using your cell phone and getting a license with life insurance. We actually cover the license, by the way, as well. If that's something that you maybe you want to know more about, maybe you want to do it on a part time basis. Feel free to reach out to me, Justin Success J on Instagram. I'd love to help you out. All right. And you know, you can find 1409. We on Nobody Grinds Like Us Network. Make sure you download that app on your iPhone or your Android, or you can go to the website too. We always press record TV. Download the app on your Fire Stick or your Roku TV, whatever you want to call it. Roku Stick, Roku TV. Roku TV, man. It's on there. It's on there. (laughs) Always press record TV. 1409 Podcast is on there as the 1409 Podcast. So make sure y'all check that out. Among along other things, you know, it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram, 1409 Podcast. Everything's 1409 Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at 843 Ambassador. You know what I'm saying? For sure, for sure, man. And before we get out of here, once again, make sure y'all tapping in with Spa Danny. At www.spadannyexperience.com. You know, we got the $10 off any 90 minute service promo going right now. So make sure y'all use that promo code 1409 and get those massages, man. This is going on through Valentine's Day. And it's your boy Gualamese World. Y'all know y'all can follow me on Instagram at Gualamese World. Tap into my music, all screaming platforms. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Screws video out now. YouTube, subscribe to his YouTube channel too. Guala Meets World TV. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's the 1409 podcast, and we out. Peace.